Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to go over the real estate stats for July. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hope you're having a great day. Good week. Welcome back. Uh, We weren't here last week. We had a, a bit of a break because last week was a holiday. Did you do anything exciting, Leslie? I don't remember. <laughs> so I take that as a no. Uh, on the long weekend, my husband was away. That left four of us at home, and he was away for four days. So I had each of the kids come up with an activity for one of the days. So actually, we had a fun weekend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a long time ago, though, now. Yeah. I'm just really struck by this heat wave we're going through, and yeah. it's really limiting my ac- my activity level. Oh, yeah. I, I just wilt in this weather. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's nasty. I'm taking Callie out for walks like at 11 o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either about or five in the morning. Yeah. How's your last uh, week been? <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. I think, um, yeah, good. We're, I've just been busy with yep. getting uh, my son ready to go to university. Um, also getting a lot of clients geared up for the fall. Geared up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm doing lots of interesting interviewing with clients for the first time, both buyers and sellers, where people are like, oh, we're, we're interviewing. Th- <laughs> I've had buyers say we're interviewing three Three different people to represent us in the buy. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah. Um, so, are you going and physically sitting with no, each other? No, I've done a couple phone, phone calls. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, I think it's normal for sellers, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know what that's indicative of. Is there just too much choice out there? People don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe they get too many referrals and they don't know where yeah. to go. I mean, everybody knows what. Are, Seven agents now so, in the GTA, <laughs> so they like have that. to pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm, are we so used to in get used to getting um, you know quotes for everything in our life that we want to, you know, get three referrals? I guess I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've done that, um, but not very much. Yeah, I before I was a realtor and I picked my agent. I just kind of picked. I've had two, um, and I just picked the ones that I liked. Same with me. Yeah, yeah. And just put your faith in the person and mm-hmm. trust that they are going to mm-hmm. do the best job for you. I, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry about that, everybody. I think when I um, had houses to sell, I never interviewed more than one. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. me either. Mm-hmm. Not my yeah. style. So it's a relatively recent yeah. kind of trend. Yeah. Yeah. I've also had a couple of instances where people have been... So I've got three on the go right now where people were listed with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. And are now wondering, you know, if if I or someone else can take over the listing. Yep. And that makes me wonder if people's expectations right now yep. are just misaligned. I have one of those now, too, myself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the one who I thought that they were actually, um, their agent, in my opinion, was doing a great job for mm-hmm. them over and above. And so, and it didn't sound like he was a difficult person or I couldn't, I couldn't really figure it out, but the house didn't sell fast enough. And it did sell within two weeks, but it didn't sell on offer day. And so then they had to do a bit of a price change, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the but August they were market. already 
or July reaching market. out to try and see if yes. they could get someone else. And mm. I basically mm-hmm. my advice was to give it some time, right? Mm-hmm. Like the guy yeah. sounds like he's working pretty hard for you. So, and as a result, it did sell mm-hmm. with that guy. And uh, then they came to me to ask me if I'd help represent them for the buy, which I did. But um, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I think how well you handled that um, and speaking positively about um, the other agent probably went a long way to you getting them as buyers, like your credibility and your yeah, maybe. ethic, ethical standards, I think. I mean, I think we have an obligation to each other. I would never... Yeah, I don't need the business that badly yeah. that I need to step on anybody's toes. Yeah. It's just not. Especially if you mm. have not been able to identify any um, no. fault on his no. part. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, there's there are times when. Well, I'll tell you this one just quickly before we go into the stats. But I have, I have this other woman who is selling a home, a very expensive home, and she was a referral for me from another agent who who works in uh, Hamilton, St. Catharines area. So she has a home in Toronto. I go to see it. It's been on the market for 250 days or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I go there and it's like, there's, it, the, the garden has never been swept up. There's like garbage all over the place on the front lawn that's blown in over time. There's leaves inside the house. There's about six months worth of mail in the basement apartment, no one's, and the agent has not gone back. Like she's put this, she's put the sign on the lawn and has not gone back since. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not stupid enough. You know, I understand that there's probably a lot more to the story. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, you dig deeper with the seller and you find out she wants an unrealistic right. price. The agent who has a listing is probably like, forget it. Like, right. if you're not going to listen to me, I'm not going to do any more work. Nonetheless, I, you know, I'm trying to say to this woman, the house has been on the market for 250 days. <laughs> the price is not right. Right. And she's, well, that's what we want. Well, you're not getting that. Right. I mean, pretty. it's pretty obvious at this point, isn't it? Right. That yeah. what you think you're getting you know, no house lasts longer than two weeks here. So yeah. if you're on the market for a year, yeah. there's something wrong. It's like I had a similar and yet different experience with a, a client I, I think I'm going to work with who had a small condo to sell downtown, and it was uh, recently listed with somebody else. Um, and they had 80 showings mm-hmm. and didn't sell. Right. And so, come on. <laughs> it always comes down to one thing. That's right. Um, this client, this owner, had a view of why that happened, and that might have been a minor contributing mm-hmm. um, factor, but it's, yeah. it always comes down to price. Always. Yeah. It always comes so down to price. I, now, my job now is to show her the evidence yeah. of, of that if she really is sincere yeah. about wanting to sell. Yeah. That, that was the problem, right. not, not particularly the agent you used. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do know from being on that side, especially early in my career, when I would be more inclined to take a listing that was a little more than I think it should have been listed at, but because I really wanted to please them or was trying really hard to make the sale or something that I would do it mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't sell. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, you know, early on after doing that t- two times, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I would never do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard. I think you get swept up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you want, do you really, I think genu- genuinely want to please yeah. the clients. I think most of us feel that way. And so, yeah, I've had that happen as well, only a, a couple of times. And um, in each case, I have said, 
you know, I don't agree with you about the assessment of its value, and here are the reasons, but I've been willing to do it, but I set a time limit on it. Yes. I'll do it for two weeks, yeah. but then if it isn't sold, we're going to my price. And they always agree to that. Yeah. And the two times that it happened, it didn't sell. Right. And we, we went yeah. lower and it did. Yeah. So I would always put a time limit on that, but, I, you know, nobody wins by having an overpriced list. No, and that's the mm-hmm. problem. I think when we've been in this really inflated, heated market for so long that when things start to cool down, as they are right now, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that, it's probably a good segue into what's mm-hmm. happening with the market, um, people need to have... A realistic expectation of how right. the value is changing. Um, so, yeah. So, on that note, the yeah. stats for July. Let's so, not that the market is slowing down compared to last year, but from the peak of April, we've started to see small decline in sales, volume, and price. Right. Not particularly... Unusual, right? We always have slower periods in the summer. Right. And the There's price. Some seasonal fluctuations that yeah. are typical historically. Yeah. But there might be some speculation now that, you know, the frenzy that was in the beginning of this year will not continue through to the fall. I think we were going to have a really strong fall, if you want my opinion, but I don't think it'll be the same frenzy we had either. I just don't think that's sustainable. Um, right. And, you know, in my opinion, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so where we were at basically is if we're looking at sales for July, and again, we're talking volume here, we had 9,390 sales, which was down 15% from July of 2020. Right. Sales volume. So less transactions through the system. However... And, and if we want to continue on that, we're down 2% from June. And then June was about 2 or 3% less than May. So again, not uncommon to see the sales volume dip. What's important to note is that the price in July of 2021 was up 18% over the price in July of 2020. So we're at the same sort of a situation that we've had month after month. And we keep talking about... Mm-hmm where the media makes it sound like things are, are dire and desperate and the market's cooling. And it might be with respect to the amount of volume, but certainly we have not seen that with the sales price. And that's really, at the end of the day, all that matters, right? Yeah, if you're a seller, you care about what you're going to get. Exactly. Not about how, much other, how many other people got that. That's right. I also, too, do you at all, um, I wish we didn't compare as much to July 2020 because it was COVID. It was unusual. Mm -hmm. I like to, I kind of look back to July 2019 Mm -hmm. when we were in normal times and I'd be interested to know what that difference was. But 2020, I think I take every comparison to 2020 with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. um, because some of it was, you know, so unique to the situation we were in. But regardless, I think the message out of there is, you know, value. Yeah. Prices yeah. are going up. Yeah. So we had an average price for all home types of 1 million and 62,000. Yeah. That's up 12% compared to last year. That's the overall price of, of, and we're talking condos, semis, detached, the whole deal all around the GTA. So a million and 62, which is pretty staggering number, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to break that down because I think it's important for people to see where the trends are. Now, this is where it got interesting for me. Let's talk about the 416 first. 
detached price in the 416, 1.633. We were at around 1.7 last month, 1.633. That was only up 5.7% since last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's an average increase, good increase, but certainly not what we've been seeing mm-hmm. month over month. So, mm-hmm. and, and again, not a ton of sales through the system. So, you know, I think that's, yeah, something that we can consider. Now, if we talk about a detached prices in the 905, we were at a price of 1.346 million. And... The total difference here, that was up 27% since last year. So we've got 27% increase in the 905 and a five-point increase in the 416. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But that um, that cor- corresponds with everything we've talked about for the last several months. Mm-hmm. That corresponds with, uh, you know, the impact we've seen of uh, people's decision-making in terms of property during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, suspect as we come out of COVID, who knows, and I wouldn't trust anybody who says they know. I prefaced my comments with that. But I would expect that difference to moderate. Yes. I think there's going to be some returning strength yes. to the 416 compared to the 905. Yeah, and it has been actually been quite good over the last couple yeah. of months. Mm-hmm. This month was a bit of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, detached, semi-detached, they, they seem to be the loser in the market in the last couple of months. I found this interesting in the 416. Average price, 1.2. But that was only up 2.1% since last year in the 416. Yeah. So not great. Mm-hmm. Not great. Um, we had better luck in uh, condos. Mm-hmm. Condos, seven hundred and sixteen thousand was the average in the four one six, and that was up four point eight percent. So they're doing better than the semi detached. I don't know what's up with the semi detached. I can't figure that out. Me either, but uh, no one's liking it right now. The uh, is that because those buyers have headed to the nine hundred five? Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Um, townhouses pe- did okay. Townhouses mm-hmm. were up five percent. I mean, that's still not, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's so funny that we're saying five and four is just okay. Even two, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Well, two is, yeah. yeah. I mean, but what is that? Compared to that, other that's jurisdictions. Like right? Yeah. yeah. So the 905, as you mentioned already, 27% increase in a detached. Semi-detached was up 22%. Wow. Townhouse is up 19%. And condos up almost 12% in price. I'm talking about price here. So... Mm-hmm. Big difference between the 416 and the 905. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. That's fascinating. It is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we look at the overall price. You know, we're, as I mentioned, sales were up uh, a little bit down from last year. Sales were up from June of this year, but just by 0.9%. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're still, it's still a better trend than not, right? We still have less sales and higher prices, which is what we want, but perhaps not the same frenzy that we had been seeing. Mm-hmm. So um, what are you finding right now? Do more people in your circle seem to want to still move outside the city? Are you hearing that as much? Um, I never heard a lot of that, so I'm not one of those agents that had people looking in the GTA. Um, I'm, I am hearing more people than usual, maybe, debating, should we sell? 
and buy somewhere, or should we stay and renovate? Mm. It's been a conversation that's been going, that's always going yeah, on. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But I may be hearing about that a bit more, so people are confused, maybe, mm-hmm. about what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? I, I mean, I have done a lot of work outside the city yeah. anyway this year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, I've had a few. I've mm-hmm. had. A, I still always have a few, and I've got. I have a lot of people actually that are very conflicted. Yeah, and I have quite a few people who are thinking about selling condos in the city, and buying way outside the city. Like for some reason, that seems to be a debate amongst people. Um, so yeah, which I you know I get. I get that. Yeah, I mean, I hear some concern about the ability of the downtown core to come back after COVID, which I think is, there's some fear-mongering going on out there in the media and uh, some speculation that um, might be fueling the little bit of the conversation I have about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only reason, well, I shouldn't be so negative. There's a lot of advantages to living around Toronto, but a big reason for this uh, flurry of activity is it's financial. Right. So, you know, if you didn't have that concern, you wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I I think for many people. Yes. Right? I agree. Um, I think, yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's kind of go over. I like to do this with the biggest winners yeah, and losers. Yeah, the winners and losers. Let's hear it. <laughs> so the winner this month um, is Brock Region. Brock. So that is, I have clients that just bought there, and that is Dur- in Durham, northeast of, you know, Oshawa mm-hmm. kind of idea. They were up 39%. Wow. Brock Region has been on fire. That 39%, <laughs> that's for a, a detached um, the other big winner um, was Essa again. Essa is always in the news. Ex- Essa and Innisfil. So mm-hmm. um, those were both up, you know, in the high 30s as well. So really interesting, you know, you've got, I mean, that, that is just kind of shows you where we're at. Um, some other regions in Durham did very well, like uh, Uxbridge up 36%, um, Scugog was 35 uh, we had some big winners in East Gwillimbury, up 36%. So Caledon was another one, 33%. So in terms of the 905 for detached, we have no losers. Yeah. The smallest increment yeah. of the entire 905 region was in Richmond Hill at almost 18%. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. And am I wrong that I think um, Richmond Hill is always always the, the, yeah. the, the bottom? They lag. Mm-hmm. York Region lags. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Mm-hmm. Um, other than like Georgina, which is also up around 37%. So condos, very interesting. Well, let's talk. Sorry. Let's first talk about the detached in Toronto, which we didn't do. Um, winners and losers here. We have the top area for detached this month was E10. Oh, it's going further and further out. It's going further and further. That's almost on the Pickering border. Then it was E8, Mm -hmm. and now it's E10. So uh, 21% for E10. Wow. Yep. And the lowest so far, from what I can tell, is. It would be mine, maybe. No, C8. C8, again, which was 3%. So um, they did better than three uh, C1, which is usually we talk about C1 every month, but they actually did well at 12%. So um, oh. C8, not so good. Uh, downtown area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah and we've talked the about the reasons why C1 and C8 might all yeah. often lag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for one thing, they don't really have that well, that's many. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. So I take that with a grain of salt. But I take it with a grain of salt, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we're looking at condo sales in terms of the downtown region, the winner is, sorry, just to make sure I'm getting this right, is W9. No, that's not that. Is that true? Yeah, they just nudged out, so... Is that is that north kind of Etobicoke? Yeah, it's north, yeah. like north yeah. northwest W nine. So mm-hmm. they were up uh, the most be. at sixteen point seven three percent. I don't know, maybe it was like a new build or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did the best. The worst was E one, which is oh, yeah. interesting, one point three percent. So that's like Leslieville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. Uh, we didn't. We did okay in C one and C eight this month. Um, didn't do so well. Oh, C eight was only two, actually two point two percent. But uh, yeah. So in terms of um, you know the downtown core, we've got a couple that are in the teens. Most are kind of in the single digits, but still reasonable. Yeah, still reasonable, um, and still really interesting. Like I think, even right now. I would still be leaning toward buying a condo downtown. Well, I would always want to be bucking the trend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're so right about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Where you everybody know, is, you, you don't, don't want, want to be, be buying where it is 28%. No. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I would as well. Yeah. And um, I would as well, and I, w- I would take those numbers with a grain of salt. And um, I'm optimistic, but optimistic about the downtown of Toronto is, I mean, there's every reason to believe. Yeah. And all those numbers are good numbers. It's yeah. just some are better than others. That's right. Um, so um, what do you think is going to happen in the fall then? I still feel really positive about September yeah. only because I do feel the energy building. Yeah. And it does seem like a lot of people are ready to, I mean, I have, I don't even know how many listings coming out in September, October, people who are just waiting. Um, and a lot of people think to themselves, and this is a good message for everybody, well, there's not much on the market now. Should I do it now? And my answer would be no, because right. I sat down with clients who asked me this very question the other I day. I asked you this question on the weekend. You did. Mm-hmm. And uh, in their region, I showed them the difference between last September versus this last 30 days from yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And when we looked at that, it took... Last September, the average days on market in their area was five, and it was 109% over, 109% of the asking price was the average. The last 30 days in their area was an average days on market of 14 with a 99% sale to list average. So I think, you know, the difference between September and now. Yeah, there's no question that a very typical summer low Mm -hmm. is at play. Um, and uh, and that happens every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I um, agree. Well, I you know I, I called Janelle on the weekend because I was wondering because of these numbers, would it make sense to come out now? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know we both agree that well, particularly now what we're at the tenth or something like that. Yeah, and so it's like the dog days of summer, mm-hmm. and I don't think as uh, and you know you'd. With very rare exception, you'd be serving your client well by listing right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's better to wait. I mean, yeah. at this point, it's supposed to be only got a few weeks left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I would be 
encouraging people really, like you said, is to consider areas that maybe other people are not considering. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if people aren't flocking to the downtown, maybe now mm-hmm. is where you try to buy yeah, something. Yeah, and you look at those some of those numbers that might be a little softer than we would have expected. You mentioned yeah. Leslieville, for, exa- for example. You know, some of those neighborhoods have been so hot yeah. that they've almost kind of like burned out for the summer. Right, But they're going to, I believe, they're going to, like, pop right back up the day after Labor Day. Right, right. Yeah. Like, there becomes a little bit of, um, you know, exhaustion. um, Yeah, I think so. Saturation. Yeah, saturation. Take a break. Yeah. uh, So some of the the ones that have the softest numbers in July are the the neighborhoods that had the highest returns um, leading up to July. And that doesn't surprise me. I think it's a natural implication of a strong market. Yeah, I think you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay, good. So really at this point, we're just waiting to see. Yeah. Now the fall market starts early and goes till uh, maybe about the first or second week of December, would you say? And and I think that uh, there's great value to looking at the historic evidence of when in that fall market you know, you do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my opinion, it's earlier rather than later. Yeah. I think the evidence suggests that. It does. And I ran those exact numbers mm-hmm. for these people, too. Yeah. And I said the difference between September and October is dramatic. Right. There are double the amount of sales right. in September every year right. than there are in October. So look to that, people. Yeah. But also, you know, maybe you want to think twice about coming out the day September seventh, the day after Labor Day, because every, maybe it makes there's some logic to coming out the second or third week mm-hmm. of September. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think within that window. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and really by, I would say the second week of November. Yeah. Things are starting to slow down. Yeah. You know, you want to get out of the gate fast yeah. and yeah, and then if you miss that window. Start thinking about end of January. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. Now, in some neighborhoods, for those uh, people who have reached out to me, November's okay. We'll do it. Yeah, November <laughs> is fine. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, first first couple weeks in mm-hmm. November, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you want to be, you want to mm-hmm. have it on the market and not sort of be, like, you know, thinking about it by then. What do you think about the idea if you know you're going to be listing something, but you can't list it to November in listing it exclusively or, or something while the market is hot in September? No? I think it depends on the circumstances. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an exclusive person. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, my, my perspective... I'm just thinking to take advantage of that, the numbers. But then you're not... I think the taking advantage part is opening it up to the open market. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it just... I feel like anybody out there, if you're listening and you're thinking about having an exclusive listing or whatever, I, it doesn't do you any good. Right. I think you need always to open it up to the market. And in certain neighborhoods, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas Day, it goes on the market. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. some other neighborhoods, it has more of an impact, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you live on the lake and you want to sell your beautiful lakefront property in January, it's not as effective. But mm-hmm. for some people, January is the hottest market going. Mm-hmm. So you have to take some of that. And mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we're talking generalities mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but in certain neighborhoods, like the one you're talking about, yeah, it doesn't matter when you list it. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, um, you'd probably have a greater chance on Christmas Day than August twenty seventh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having said that, do you know not not last year, but the year before, I had clients <laughs> who were looking at a house, and this freaking guy took offers on Christmas Eve at seven. Oh, that's awful. Can you imagine? That's rude. What an ass. Yeah, Oops. yeah. Sorry, that's true. He was. Yeah, and that's so, rude. Yeah. That's just- 
yeah. rude. As really rude. Say, yeah. yeah, so rude. So mm-hmm. that was the end of that. We didn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody did. It didn't sell, of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So you really just have to take every every situation with mm-hmm. a you know fresh eyes. Yep. And evaluate. Yep. Yeah, every situation is different too. Everybody's motivation and needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to take every different every situation into account, and and um, you know, as an agent, just make sure that you're looking at the whole picture and what's best for the seller. Um, you know, sometimes things other than the stats yep. are important, and we have to almost like go with the flow. Exactly, but putting forth our educated assessment of every situation i'm rambling here yeah but um yeah yeah um well that's uh, we love looking at the numbers so it was good to chat about them yeah for sure yeah they're not to me i don't know janelle none of that is a surprise no i think it's Mm -hmm. it's just pretty much following the trends that we've seen every every month yeah it did um you know i was tempted maybe to come out with something before september and and uh Learning more about these stats has made me um, gain some patience. Right. Just wait yeah. for the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I guess that's it. So if you have questions about your house or your condo or wherever you live and or about the market or there's something you want to know, just feel free to reach out. We will, um, you know, we always try to respond as quickly as we can to your questions. And you can send them on, by email. You just go on our website or any of our social media, which is the Janelle Cameron team. And, um, yeah, just let us know if you have things that you want to co- us to cover or things that you would like to, us to talk about in particular or if you have questions that you want us to address, we are happy to do so. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget to hit subscribe here if you followed on this uh, uh, podcast today for the first time. Um, we're growing every week and we're loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's it for now. I hope you guys have a great week. We will talk to you next week and happy real estate. Happy real estate. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.